International. Hey, welcome to the Leading the Blind podcast with Ariel Norman and Jeremy Corkle. Hey, you put my name first. Thanks. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Uh, because you're a lady. Shut up. <laughs> uh, well, this episode uh, features Ryan Gurian. He's one of my best friends in Austin comedy. He's How a lovely many best man. friends would you say you have? 40. 40. Nice. Yes. Yeah. way more than me. Yeah. So you're doing a great job. You have no friends. I know. Just me and my crew of 40. And uh, you and nobody, and you're yeah. gonna lose. I know I'm losing, uh, but you know, you know who also has some friends is Ryan. He <laughs> is a friendly guy, and uh, New York Jew. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to warn. I, I guess we should warn him. He is Jewish. I meant that uh, as an exciting warning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but he talks a lot about his experiences in New York. Um, and he did comedy there for a long time. You'll hear yeah. all about that. He ran a show for seven years. He ran a show is rubbed, rubbed long noses with a lot of. Oh, he's a, that is. <laughs> well, because they're all Jews. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, I, but he's I, got like he's got more Jewish. He's got like Mark Norman and Eric Andre's numbers in his phone. You know what? He always says that to me. Yeah, and Jared's Jared looked through his phone and and stole those numbers. The other it's day, just so. child porn and famous yeah. numbers. Yeah, that's it. That's how he hides his child porn. Is he just labels it like famous comics numbers and turns out just a bunch of child porn. Actually, it'd be a bad place because <laughs> people would actually potentially look through that. Never mind. But but seriously, this is a really fun episode. Uh, I feel like we have really good chemistry with Ryan. Yeah, generally, he's a he's a conversationalist. So yes, this was true. Fun. And he kept us in check. Indeed. Enjoy. Yeah. Where, you know, you're kind of like, hey, this is going to be weird, but hey, get through it. Like, I was thinking right now, I'm doing this new bit that I think is kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. And I've seen professional comics where they'll just talk about, they'll sit, they'll lead in with like, this is really dumb, but look at that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know if that's good or bad. I think it's bad. Yeah, I it's think bad. every time I've done it, it's I've bad. regretted it. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's an anti-vulnerability thing. And then... I, audiences, yeah, yeah. as soon as you say this is dumb, they're gonna uh, think it's dumb. Yeah, they're like, "Well, you told I think us." It's how you yeah. say it's dumb? Yeah, well, Louis, Louis, right now, if you said it afterwards, says, no, 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 no. He says, "Yeah, that's that's a good point too." Yeah. Sometimes he'll do it afterwards. Yeah, he'll different. do. He'll say this is dumb, but then he says it. And he's giggling and he loves it. Right, yeah. No, if yeah. you sell it like... And this That's is also so Louis fucking dumb. CK. Yeah, yeah. Right, also... Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But the you know, the idea is like, when, how do you model yourself? Who do, Whose activities? Because you can't yeah. be like, well, don't do what any professional do, does. Do the opposite. Yeah, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah. You have to kind of figure out... Yeah, well, I, ultimately, yeah. you are your own voice. Like, you sure. shouldn't model it after anybody. Oh, I'm doing it. Louis CK. <laughs> okay, they're calling me Louis too right now. Yeah, no, but the, the thing yeah. that you're saying about <laughs> by the way, this I is keep dumb. telling them to stop. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about this is dumb though is like yeah, it's like if you are saying this is dumb and you're you seem insecure or you seem like you actually think it's dumb, yeah, then the yeah. audience is gonna say it. But if you're the word dumb can be like this is silly and fun yeah. and ridiculous. And that's yeah. I'm yeah. doing a thing right now that is yeah. I mean, that. in that case, it just depends on the person and I re- presenting well, it that way. The, I was the the what I was thinking about most of the things I do the whole. Thing begins from 
it's like I'm saying a normal thing and then there's a turn and it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. This begins so fucking absurdly don't really know how to begin talking about it. So yeah. I just kind of have to start talking about well, it. Well, yeah, that's the that's, that's the inherent creative risk. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah. that's yeah, you got to fucking put it out there. Yeah. That's really what it all comes yeah, down yeah. to. I mean, you know, you see somebody go up there and they tell like a racist joke or something and it's like you, you got to deliver it as if it's like this is either going to work or it's not. Yeah, 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 but you got to yeah. be cool with it if yeah. it's not working. And not just racist, any joke, yeah. you know? You got to be able to know what you can pull and pull off. We're recording, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We decided to start. Cause That's yeah. Oh, we've already started. Yeah, this is, well, this is how we do it. Yeah. I was wondering anyway, like, uh, it feels like this podcast, this episode is going to be a little bit different from some of our other episodes because I remember... You're the shortest guest. All, the shortest, shortest Jewish. fucking height joke? <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, but I remember like some months ago, you know, when you hadn't even, you'd been here for a few months or something here in Austin and you kind of telling me, you're like, oh, I do this for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and me being like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's you're right. Some people could be doing this for fun and not like driving themselves crazy to ruin their lives. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I think I, I thought it'd be you'd fun. Think you'd, you'd think you'd have more fun, you know? But if yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. But yeah, <laughs> oh, so my life ain't ruined that for sure. I do think we yeah. should ask you questions and stuff about your your history and get all that. But I thought it would also be fun to just talk about. Uh, about comedy and, and like the process of trying to have fun and doing comedy and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I am an open book. Okay. Pick a book. Well, first of all, how long have you been doing comedy? Oh God. Well, doing stand up, I guess. The first time I ever did stand up. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> December 9th, two thousand and two. Mm. At wow. the New York Comedy Club, 24th Street, is that between 2nd and 3rd Avenue. It most certainly is, and it's under new ownership in the past year or so, and I hear it's one of the better clubs in New York, which uh, astonishes me because when I left New York, which is now almost two years ago, maybe a year and a half, that club was like garbage. Mm. Uh, it was a, it was a laughing stock. Uh, you know, the previous owners had a reputation for themselves, and it was not a very positive one. So I guess they sold the place, and oh, whoever yeah. came in renovated it. Whatever they did, I haven't been there, so I don't know. But the caliber of talent and the effort put in to making that club a place for comics to want to perform at yeah. has dramatically improved that's exciting cool. yeah so your uh, alma mater is uh, is sounding better and better to people yeah most certainly mm-hmm. but and that's so, where i start so oh two and then i'm uh, sorry i'm gonna cut you off no you so you were about 23 ish or something yeah i was young i was uh <laughs> 23 yep and uh i did it for the next seven or eight years before taking a small break mm-hmm. maybe like a year and even during that one year break, I was still running a show and hosting it. So I was still going up. I just wasn't. So what made you want to do it? Because it's young. Um, you're, you're like what we all, at least a lot of us that started later. Like, yeah. wish, like you, that's when I wish I had done it. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, I, when I was younger, I had always, always fostered this rock star, mm. uh, uh, you know, fantasy. And I, you know, 
playing an instrument or, or doing that just wasn't it was out of the question yeah but i knew i you know at that young age i was aware of what my skill set was but i didn't know how to implement it and mm-hmm. so i was exposed to a lot of stand-up i was working in radio at the time mm-hmm. where there was an on-air sidekick on the show that i worked for and he was a stand-up and he would bring me to his shows guy named guy's name is uh, chuck nice still working still on tv a lot not necessarily a household name um, but just by hanging out with him, I got really drawn to that sort yeah. of that sort of adulation that he would get from crowds. That sort yeah, of yeah. you know everybody would come up to him, and it was like he was a rock star. He yeah. owned a room, and it was very fascinating. So I think it was you know half creative instincts and half ego yeah. really beckoning me to this form. Yeah, and um, and at that point, it's it's something like stand up comedy, or it's just you wanted. You knew you wanted to be some sort of entertainer or something like that. It was definitely stand-up comedy. By then, you had like narrowed it down and everything like that. Yeah, I had no interest in acting. I had no interest in being a musician, like I just said. And uh, stand-up, just you know, it was always something that you know, like you had your favorite bands. Mm-hmm. and you had your favorite movies and you had your favorite comics and it was sort of it spoke to your tastes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you Absolutely. know and so stand up was one of those things for me and it just seemed like one of those things that I could do you know mm-hmm. it, it it didn't take much to just go somewhere and go up on a stage yeah. it was it was cost efficient yeah and i also liked to write things that I would be able to perform on stage for people. And it's kind of like your personality too right a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very writerly a little bit of a smart ass yeah, totally. Yeah, generally funny. You like to cut up with your friends a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I that's the, that's the crowd that I hung out with yeah, when yeah. I was younger. The wise asses, yeah, the, yeah. the punks, and that's one of the categories. I think some people are like those just autistic writery people. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because like there's there's like Adam Buckheister, Joe Tuller, and I don't know if they actually have autism. I'm not trying to make fun of it or whatever, sure. but like they're not. They're when they're being con- like uh, waiting to go on or just a show. Yeah. Right now they're not like cutting up and making each other laugh or anything like that. Right, right. They're standing weirdly and silently somewhere on a couch somewhere. Yeah, and then writing stuff down or whatever. It's, it's an interesting example you use though because they're completely from a different generation where alt comedy was already something. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. And yeah. um, if you want to know the honest truth, the first comedian to really sort of speak to me on a level that's like this you could be this fucking funny yeah was jim norton oh he's great yeah which not an all comic not an all comic he's uh, even older than he is in some sense like the style that he's doing yeah feels something it's very uh, he, he was obviously weaned on club comics yeah. of the 80s yeah. yeah uh and so i would hear him on the opie and anthony show that was the station i worked at the station that they broadcast from yeah so like i would he would be there and i would listen to the show um, and then, like I said, Chuck would bring me out to shows and that piqued my interest and I would start going to other shows. I was seeing guys performing in clubs and showcases like Bill Burr and Patrice before they were gigantic, yeah. but they were still fucking hilarious. Did you know at the time it was going to be like that? Like when you, I'm just nah. curious when you, so when you saw them and that kind of talent that you would later on, because Ryan, if you guys don't know Ryan, he's got a Rolodex of people. Yeah. Like, he's like run into in New York before they were something or whatever. Oh, hell yeah. Like it, it, so it's just you look back and like oh I knew that guy mm-hmm. at the time it wasn't like oh Mark Norman he's gonna be well that's something really entirely different. yeah I mean that that was as I was performing that was further into my quote unquote career sure um when it when it came to people like Norton and Bill Burr and Patrice, no, I had no idea what heights they could possibly reach because at that time I was just being entertained by it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with guys like Norman 
uh, and guys like Dan St. Germain and, you know, Kumail, Sean Patton, all these guys. Those guys are all amazing. They're all amazing. Yeah, yeah. They, those were guys I was performing alongside with. And, yeah. um, yes, I think the consensus was that we know you can kind of get an inkling of who's going to make it and who's going to reach the yeah. level that they reach. You're, you're, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but Jake was telling me um, he watched one of your early videos on YouTube or something like that and you're yeah. right next to two comics like that I can't remember what it was but yeah. something like that, that yeah I know what video yeah, he's yeah. talking about that's yeah, 50 yeah. first jokes in 2008 yeah I think he, at the creek in the cave I in New watch York it. he said it was great it's me standing in front of uh, Sean Patton is there yeah. Kumail is there a uh, very funny comic at the time who now does movies she does PA work for movies her name is Heather Fink there's another very funny comic named Nick Maritato on the dais Let's call it, because <laughs> uh, you know how they parade you out there on yeah. that show. Yeah, and yeah uh, yes. But Kumail and Sean are very prominently in that picture. <laughs> and then there's fucking me with my terrible haircut and argyle sweater, <laughs> you know, just front and center, like yeah, here comes a joke, you know. So yeah, I mean, I've that's been around. You, that's how you'd open up your set. It's my that's delivery, great. yeah, yeah, <laughs> very Catskills. Uh, I'm sure that our listeners know it's all Borscht about Belt the yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't have listeners. No, <laughs> I'm fucking with They're you. Gonna. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, we literally we haven't launched we yet, so we literally had. Oh, you haven't launched yet? <laughs> your, your That's hilarious. Has yeah, yeah. What, are we recording? What <laughs> yeah. are we doing? Here? Yeah. Well, this is a test. We're going to see how it goes, and if it goes well. Yeah. We'll Why am I speaking into a soup can? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is my audition. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's, that's where I was at. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of blanks to fill in between when I decided to start and when I did start and when I continued to do it. Um, so you were, you were doing comedy in New York for how long? Forever. Start, so like something start like 12 years, right? Essentially from 2002 to 2015 when you moved here or whatever. Okay. I, I had stopped doing comedy for about two okay. years before right. moving out here. So oh, okay. essentially from 2002 to 2013. And I ran a show from tw- 2008 to around to 2013 uh, a weekly show in the in the East Village uh, I still have all the notebooks of the comics I booked and the lineups and I mean some of the people that would pass through it's like so you're a hoarder good to know I'm a hoarder huge hoarder <laughs> uh, yeah I mean I've amassed I mean I spent the better part of my adult life in stand-up comedy in New York so yeah uh, yeah those 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 memories and those experiences have amassed and and you know I look back and it's just like Jesus Christ like I was really fucking playing witness to something here yeah yeah, you were doing it you're doing what i want to do yeah which is what be out new york and yeah have those experiences do comedy at that level why what is it about new york that attracts you aside from la me well it's just i want to do stand-up and it's not like you can't do it in la but like i think when you're trying to get some consensus here yeah you know i mean there are la comics that will tell you they're every bit as good and the the whole thing is but overall most comics (laughs) seem yeah seem to say new york is better and in me there's something about finding out what level your comedy's at so for me the idea is you go to the best place yeah and whatever you're doing out there that's where you're at right and so that's that's what i'm excited about yeah and then i was talking about this with a friend recently i'm not i don't who i'm not i haven't lived there long enough to know that that's where i as a comic want to be yeah so maybe i just do four or five years out there and really try to get good Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's the idea i'm I'm taking yeah i'm taking the opposite view that some people have which is i don't want to get good and then go right that's the place i want to get good okay what about you ariel what's your are you planning on going out there too uh by the way i'm going to interview you too no that's fine i uh, you do this yeah you do this I essentially need to always be based in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
uh, because because of my fiance, because of Katie, she wants to have uh, a farm and she wants our, our babies to be oh, okay. sixth generation she, Texans. She's handcuffed to a radiator. Right. She cannot yeah. leave. Oh, so. Black Snake Moan. It was <laughs> pretty good movie. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> guys, go home and watch Black Snake Moan after this. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but I mean, I, I, it just means that there's going to be a, a lot of traveling in my life. Okay. So I have. So you want to be, you want to go on the road. Road, yeah, and I mean, I would like to spend like chunks of time in in New York and L.A. and and kind of figure things out. I was just talking to some some people who either have just moved to L.A. or plan to, and um, you know, like the ideas of like having some kind of timeshare uh, apartments out there that Austin Comics can kind of you know spend time at and go back and forth and mm. and helping each other out. And I think it would be awesome to if we could have that in in New York and L.A. where we have places where people can you know help pay for the rent and, and mm-hmm. help each other get on shows and stuff because yeah I mean I I think that I I mean I don't know I would love to have well, you, you a do, lot of you, things in my you, career you but. do know you just have to whittle it down until you have that exact one thing what do you mean? Well, yeah, I mean, you just sort of listed a whole bevy of options here about where you want comedy to take you but I, yeah. I think you do have a good idea of where you want to end up right? Yeah, essentially. I mean, I want to. I guess. I guess maybe the other thing is I don't really know that much about about other comics' uh, lives, like bigger ones. And I think that everything's changing so much, so mm. it's hard to wrap my head around uh, the career possibilities. Which is part of why I'm doing this podcast because I want to try to figure this out. I think, and like Jared was saying to me the other day, that Shane Moss might be a good example for me. <clears throat> Of kind of how things can work. Right. Someone who you know uses various media, especially podcasts, whatever, to you know help get this fan base, and then yeah. you know, yeah, traveling a lot, but it doesn't have to be like quote unquote road dog comedy. Sure, um, especially not anymore, especially with the way that you can get real audiences to be. So if I could yeah. build a fan base, that's really what I want. Okay, I, I think I put it in my head I figured out what I wanted the other day like what my comedy goal is Jared says or you know there's a lot of people they say like oh you you want to just be able to have, make a living or mm-hmm. whatever uh, I, what I want is for and I mean I do want to make a living but I want to have it where I have audiences at least sometimes who already love and trust me right so that then I can go out and talk about the things that I want to talk about okay I mean that's no that's a tall order. Yeah, well, that's a lot of work. That's, that's a lot of years. Yeah, that's what I want out of life. So what? Uh, I know you're you're practically falling out of your chair trying to say something. Oh what, no, uh, no. Oh okay. It's it's just look like you want. Just, yeah, exactly. Look like you want to pipe Very excited as a man. Drinks a lot of coffee. <laughs> it's a problem. Yes. Yes. Uh, what experience levels are you both at? In terms of just time, how many what? years? I am a uh, brown belt. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> this motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I ain't purple a, tip. You, you mean just years? How uh, many years you've been doing? They they know this, though, but you. The, like, the future the, listeners the future know this will already. Laugh, but but, I, but yeah, uh, about a year and four months. Okay. Yeah, and I'm about three years. And although I really think that if we calculated it, Jared has probably got more stage time than me or a lot of other people <laughs> yeah. are. He yeah. uh, works very. I don't like. Got to do it till I'm dead. That's the you know. You yeah. talk, I'm too old to have goals like to have this sort of like. Well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to work on this. Right. It's just like the reason my goal is something like I want to 
just be able to do this for a living yeah so i can just keep doing it oh, well you, you know you can't don't don't put limitations on yeah. yourself no, like not, how old not, you are not at yeah. all it's just, i just mean realistically yeah i mean i look at it in retrospect when i see comics that are like 22 i'm like you could fuck up for seven years yeah. restart this and be doing it earlier than i started well, uh, you, i mean Which you're, not bad, you're not i mean bad. you're right and you're wrong i mean every yeah. every every individual comic is having their own experience yeah. and they're traveling down their own roads sure. so it might not be fair to say that to yeah, the 22 yeah. year old comic yeah, because yeah, yeah. that might not be the but case I, but um, I, I mean I, I even think in certain ways it's an advantage in terms of like yeah because i'm not yeah. really distracted by certain things yeah you have like, a fire under your ass too i mean i do see some of the mid-20s comics especially who seem to have this kind of like oh it'll be fine i yeah, got time i don't really know what i'm doing and i think jared and I, I mean i still i started like a fucking pussy where i mean i did I was so scared of failure, yeah. you know, that uh, I, when I was first, my first basically eight or nine months, I was going up about once a week. I spent a lot of time uh, the rest of the week writing and practicing and I mean, everything like thinking about comedy, you know, but it took me a while to get to the, and then I was like doing it twice a week. Yeah. And then everything kind of changed right when I was leaving my ex-wife and, and then moving to Austin. But even now I do comedy. Sounds very weird to hear by the way. At my ex-wife. Yeah. And it's really fun to say. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> your, your face is young to say that. Yeah. For, in like in this, it's a, it's a strange like time that we have where yeah. it's young to be divorced at, at, well, I mean I was divorced, I guess it, 28 but, yeah. but but it's just something that you'd expect to hear at like a dinner party oh yeah yeah, yeah. when me and my ex-wife had a house in Manhattan with a bunch of fucking you <laughs> I know I don't ever expect to have degenerates to <laughs> our our community is a bunch of like a lot of 20 somethings and a lot of degenerate just like yeah. we haven't gotten married and have kids that's just because where we're at if we were yeah. hanging out with a bunch of 30 year olds there'd be a one or two or it wouldn't be that weird yeah. no you're right we're we've all decided to d- embrace poverty right. and yeah. la- not success whatever well, that is don't let me into that category now, you are here you agreed <laughs> to do this and you know what it well, means by the way i have three ex-wives <laughs> yeah, they're really? all horrible they're all bitches do they know each other it's all they the friends? same person the same person oh <laughs> i married the same person three times uh oh that's that's not uh, yeah it, it was an, it, well you know what they nah. say fool me once and the shame is on me and uh, if you fool me twice then the rest I'm of the I'm fucking shame, statement obviously yeah, yeah that's right is yeah. that really though you remarried nah come on no. okay hey it, <laughs> uh, i feel gullible now go ahead okay. no but you know when i was when i did start comedy start finally doing comedy it was when i was with my you know future ex-wife and she made a lot of money. Her name's like O'Shaughnessy or something like that. Wait, I just in case. Whoa, what are we yeah. doing here? We're outing the ex? Jesus. <laughs> I've her heard her probably enough. not I think O'Shaughnessy. It, you never know. <laughs> I think at one point the name I gave her on stage was Megan, so we'll just keep that consistent. Uh, ooh, that's a good ex-wife name. It, uh, yeah. It's like Megan with an H. For me, it's a cousin yeah. name. I have a cousin, <laughs> Megan. But, yeah, it's definitely yeah, with an H. Yeah. But she she made a lot of money, and so, I mean, that was part of, part of my... <laughs> Well, part of why I married her, sure. But part of my fear, like my my vulnerability thing is that I, it was like, okay, well, I don't have to, like, I can do comedy and I can figure out how to have a career without having to worry about the money. Yeah. And I mean, on the, it's, you know, a, really a dumb idea because ultimately it's getting rid of that safety net that sure. made me start really, you know, pursuing yeah. it. For real. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, cause I had this idea like, oh, well at first like, oh, well maybe we'll move to like Durham, North Carolina and then we'll, you know, use her money to buy like a, a bed and breakfast or something. And then I'll put a stage on there and then I'll do like these comedy shows. Like I had all these kind of like, yeah. crazy ideas of you were romanticizing, r- it. romanticizing this whole insane. Let's uh, open our own bed and breakfast and 
do comedy shows. Yeah, because I was, and I would just it's be able to use her idea. money to do whatever That's I wanted to do for comedy. <laughs> and so, yeah, when I had to get rid of all this this ridiculous fantasy that yeah. I had. You need you need to need it a little bit. You need the yeah. You know what I mean? Like health insurance that only hold us back. You know, you need. Well, we need, yeah. <laughs> we need. Let me tell you this. This there, there, look, uh, you choose to do this for the rest of your life. You are sacrificing a practical lifestyle. Yeah, I know you joke about health insurance and being broke, broke and all that, but yeah. it's one hundred percent true. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the reason why I sort of pivoted into this sort of corporate uh, world that I'm now a part of and why I went back to school was because I I didn't want to suffer anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was I I clearly you mean, you mean physically. Well, Both. That's part of it, yeah. yeah. Physically and emotionally. Dude, comedy. You got rid of emotional suffering? Comedy. Good for you. There's a lot of it. Involved. <laughs> yeah. Comedy beat the shit out of me. Yeah. And, I get it. And, and I think it beats the shit out of everyone, whether you're successful or not. I yeah. mean, I see some of my friends who have gone on to do well. They're still not making a shit ton of money. Yeah. yeah. They're still, I mean, you get on Letterman or you get on Conan, you're still struggling after that. Yeah. Because yeah. now you have to prove yourself. You're always you're always proving yourself yeah. until you're Louis C.K. Is there a Letterman anymore? Like the way Letterman used to be. I know. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because there's rumors that Conan is switching to a weekly format. So, yeah. So, I mean, the opportunities for stand-ups just to do stand-up are now beginning to shrink and you have these other mediums now like, you know, podcasting and, and, uh, you know, videos. I meant more just in terms of is there a thing that makes anybody? Like it used to be like maybe you would get on Carson. Carson. Yeah. But even then, you know, I've heard interviews where like Bill Maher was tremendously exaggerated. Like it might have been that early on or like for Stephen Wright or a few other people. But for most, like he he was like, I did it like nine times before anybody, I got anything. Well, yeah. I mean, that struggle has never gone away. And and those comics who end up wildly succeeding were destined to do so. Yeah. Um, You know, if you believe in that sort of thing. Well, a lot of it seems to be attrition too. Like, you know, just how long can you do it? Like you said, you didn't want to fucking have a basically shitty life look anymore. look look yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sympathetic I, I mean look I, I'm fucking I'm, I'm 37 years old and I, I always bring up my age it's a huge hang up on mine hey, you very self conscious you don't look a day over yeah, here, it here it comes yeah here it comes what's insulting what, what, no, yeah, nothing because yeah, I have yeah. thick skin now I don't do comedy anymore <laughs> but uh, you know there, there was there was it was getting to a point where I was like what am I going to bag groceries barely pay my rent and fucking secretly hope I get booked at a bar show for the rest of my life yeah. like that was the direction I was going and at least with performing I mean with writing I was regularly submitting packets to shows some are still on the air and some aren't and that honestly I mean I wanted to be a TV writer I guess I could have made the move to LA but I had no heat behind me yeah. and I, I and I never had much if any industry heat going for mm-hmm. me and after 12 years of doing it I think the analogy I use with my shrink is that I was beating my head against the wall and expecting to break through it and that just wasn't happening yeah. yeah instead I was bloodying up my fucking forehead so I just I made a decision you know and you know I, I came out to Austin like I said to just do it for fun to be a hobbyist now uh, you know I've taken a step aside for, you know because of circumstances but I, it's just uh, it, it's 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 a long game you're playing mm-hmm. and you're giving up a lot without a guarantee. Yeah. And, and the thing about standup, I know you, you both are sitting here and you're telling me that you eventually want to make a living out of it. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you want to be famous and you want to do all these things. All it comes down to is your act. You have to work 
on your act and you have to become bulletproof on stage. Yeah. You have to examine who you are as a person. You have to know what you can fucking get away with on stage. You have to know what your voice is to be able to project it in a palatable and accessible way for crowds. While at the same time, being original and unique and funny, and that's hard. But if you make it about the act and you put those side blinders on to all yeah. that other shit as, a, as opposed to what just to right what's yeah, all the other shit yeah, yeah. I think I, you know there's there's this what do people make it about that you think they should not make it about I fuck advice. I do uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah right uh, get ready for some advice ah. kids <laughs> look maybe we need a sound effect for when someone actually says some words of advice oh good. like a whoosh, like yeah. a radio yeah, morning zoo effect mm-hmm. just uh, a fart just a fart uh, yeah. I'm always fine with that uh Look, I, look I, this this is where the old wisdom is going to come in the yeah. I've been around a long time. I've seen people come and go. I've pe- I've seen people, ex- you know, uh, excel later. I've seen people excel sooner. I've seen it all. What you have to ignore is quantity of stage time. That was already mentioned once in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter how many how often you go. Yeah, dude. Before I got this nine to fiver. I was going up three times a week at open mics of all places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was get, I was starting to get booked just on that. Yeah. If, you're, if you're fucking funny, you're funny. If you got the tools, if you got the skills, if you don't give a shit about anything else, things are going to start happening for you. You got, you know, don't you don't have to fucking do three open mics a night. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, but you, you know, fucking shoot yourself. What you just said, I think is true. And I was going to say, I don't really think you have to do it all the time to get better or good. I think you have to do. You got to live life too. Yeah. No, what I was say, I actually most of it is I think that is social mm-hmm. like almost all of the shows I've been booked on I think have been booked on on the basis of uh, being funny enough that they would put me on the show but also that being oh, out they remember me oh they, yeah, I there. just saw him yeah. right yeah I it's a very that's a very Austin thing by the way I believe that it doesn't account yeah. for shit in New York yeah yeah in New York um, in New I'm, York. Never gonna, I'm not even gonna uh, go out Actually, be smart. Let me tell you something about a guy named Mike Lawrence. Do you know who Mike Lawrence is? Yeah, yeah. Mike Lawrence is fucking hysterical. Yeah. That guy came to New York from Florida. He was fucking atrocious on stage. I couldn't bear to sit in the room when he was up. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, dude just started slaughtering yeah. every fucking where he went. And he was never like a social he butterfly. Yeah, he's, he was like a weird smelly hick from 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 Florida, and nobody knew what to make of him. But he was bringing something. Then he worked different. at McDonald's for a long. He time? He worked at McDonald's. That was yeah. his thing. That was. Kind of his thing. Comic well, I mean, books are his thing. People know of him is what I mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The point is, is that he didn't fucking have to go out and snort coke and drink shots every single yeah. night with this comics. This makes me really happy to hear. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't do that. I, yeah. Like that's when I say. Yeah. I'm, I'm exaggerating. No, no, but Jared blows a lot of people, it, but not, yeah. 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 not, 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 not an actual blow. It's blowing me right now. Yeah. It's, just, it's yeah. impressive <laughs> that you can still talk. That's a testament to my penis. But yeah. Oh, Jews and their small penises. Yeah. Well, I'm doing all right for myself, but that's a different podcast. Actually, a lot of Jews that I know have surprisingly large penises also the I other that thing on the record. Is he's not that tall so it looks big oh jeez well though. you two aren't kidding about going off on tangents on this thing no huh? not at all you guys get distracted very easily dick related to okay you, you were, mentioned you were saying but, but look, he's look, look, not he the, wasn't going out yeah. a lot of times not the, doing coke he was fucking people. funny on stage he, was, yeah. he made it about being funny sure. on stage yeah. that's all he cared about and when he went out and saw people naturally you have to be nice and can I yeah. say it doesn't hurt to be polite and ask people how they're doing yeah but can I say is it ever does it ever work differently than that anyway because even here i mean like i don't know i mean it seems to me that the people that worry more about like i was thinking about nobody likes them i i have like six or seven uh comic friends who their biggest depression in terms of comedy is that they feel disliked 
and alienate. That's me. in your head. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You so, fuck that. If yeah. you like yourself, what difference does it make? Yeah. If you're good on stage, well, wait, do we sh- like ourselves? Do you? I, yeah, I'm I do. Just kidding. No, I. <laughs> nine, Are you? Eighty percent of the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, look. If 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 you have a talent for this and you have the wherewithal to put up with all the bullshit that surrounds it, then none of it matters. Yeah. You know, I've told both of you on many occasions that I believe stand-up is an addiction. Yeah. And I still, I stand firm by that. It is a jolt. It is a rush. It is adrenaline. It is pure joy. Absolutely. And you feel similar to, you know, boozing up or or doing drugs. People like Mike Lawrence, that was their drug. You know, he, he wanted to go out and feel that feeling that you get when you kill. Yeah. yeah. And if you make it about that and you put in the work to achieve that, you start blocking out all that other shit. And then before yeah. you know it, things start happening for you. Right. Yeah. And that's sort of the point it's I was a, making earlier about only going out three times a week to yeah. open mics to work on new material each week. And I was working. I was putting in the work, putting yeah. in the effort to come up with something new each time because I didn't know anybody here. I didn't know you, motherfucker. You certainly didn't know me. So I was just the guy coming out of nowhere going up on stage and getting my getting the job done. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bookings were happening and people were starting to like, you know, whisper my name. And you know, that's... You're, you're only a, that. You're a, only <laughs> that, right. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you're amassing a resume, a reputation, yeah. but you're doing that on the strength of not giving a fuck about those things mm-hmm. and only giving a fuck about your material. Make it about the material. That's right. it. Yeah. yeah. I think that, well, and that's the other thing about going out a lot is that you can see material change in real time in a way that if you don't go out that much, it's harder to do, I think. Mm. So if you're working on a bit and you go up three times a night, it, it it's not like it's done, but it's yeah. molded. You can kind of see fine tune it. You can fine tune it in a way that I think if you do, because the, the comics I see that only go two three times a week. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing, Kath Barbadero was here and she was talking about the kind of diminishing return of time in stand up. Yeah, where once you've been doing it for a while, I'm not there yet. I don't think. Yeah. but once you've been doing it for a while, you don't necessarily need to do it constantly no. to get better. You yeah. can do it three four times a, a week or something. Yeah, at like a certain that. point, it becomes counterproductive to be out there all the time because. You know, you never know. More people might be seeing you failing than succeeding. Right. Yeah. But if you're, but if you are making a living from it, then obviously you got to go out and do your shows. And it's a weird, perverse sort of thing where we kind of all know that, or we're supposed to know it. Yeah. People still, if you bomb long enough, people will not necessarily give you the credit of, oh, he's working on something. Yeah. Or she's working this out. They're just like, oh, he's, she's not funny anymore. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things. But again, those are the, that's exactly what you have to put your blinders up yeah. for. You know? I mean, you, yeah. You know, I all mean, the, I know, the, the whole she's not funny, he's not funny anymore. I mean, it's an interesting thing because I, I mean, sometimes I think we have that fear. Like, what if I take these risks and then fail? At least I do. Mm-hmm. And then people see that. And you have to be like, wait, who have I ever been changed my mind? Who have I ever thought, look, they're getting funnier right. and funnier and funnier. Uh, you know what? Some bomb a few times in a row. No, you know, yeah. it's over. Here's, here's yeah. what I think. Yeah. Here's Maybe what, how, Jared is a judgmental no, here's, piece here's, of shit. No, like here's that. what here's what happens. I think over a period of time, there's a bunch of people that were ascending, hmm. and then now when we see them, mm. we think, oh, they were never really funny. Yeah. Oh, I see. And, yeah. and what's true, like, and I don't name any names, but name what's them. probably true now. <laughs> what's true is that they just aren't as polished or they're not chasing it as hard as they used yeah, to. Yeah, I've seen that where yeah. there's people who you're like, you've clearly, or some of them were not, when I came into the scene, it's not that I watched their progression and then, you know, it's just that it was like clear from the way that, you know, people book them or they whatever that they had this higher status, but then it was kind of confusing. Like, why yeah. aren't you funnier then? But yeah, I think it's because it's some, some people stopped trying 
And well, I'm not. So I'm yeah. saying, if you're actually out there taking some risks, and then you're bombing, yeah. so I don't think anyone's going to be like, "Oh, that guy's not funny." Yeah, I think yeah. they're going to be like, "Wow, that person really is clearly <laughs> doing something different right now." Yeah. And then they'll see you because you will well, succeed again. Also, comics are so in their own heads all the time that yeah, I exactly. mean, it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't even matter. Oh, I know. Like another, the other the other day when Louis came to the Valve, I had just had a Who? set. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking comics. I, I had just had, like, I had a set at the Velvet. You don't know Louis C.K.? <laughs> Good tag, Jared. Thanks. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for that. It's comedy class. Completely yeah. called for. Anyway, I had a set that, I, you know, I was just. You laughed. God no, damn, go I ahead. hate go you both. No, no, I hate you no, both no, so much. No, no, no. I'd had a set that was like, uh, you know, I just didn't, I just didn't feel great about it. And then, and it just kind of. You know, I even my whole night, even with Louis and Mark Norman, Joe Liz. I mean, I don't know why uh, Morgan Murphy didn't go up. That was weird. But yeah, all being we're all there, mad at her for that. It was strange. She was. She's amazing. I'll let her know. I gave was, her a ride the other day. I, did you? Well, I heard about you. It. Should yeah. tell her that as a feminist, I thought it was weird that the one woman didn't go up. And as a like, misogynist, I was like, see. Mm-hmm. Told you. <laughs> well, look. Why don't you guys leave your political agendas at the fucking door? Huh? <laughs> Jesus, what are we doing here? No, but and and it almost it almost you know because you know when you I don't know when I have a bad set it makes your whole night a little bit just like shit. Eh, you know shit. Yeah. yeah I mean I've gotten better about well, it just, not you just shot bad heroin right and I've gotten better <laughs> about it not completely ruining my night I'm still being able to like watch other comics and, mm-hmm. and laugh and everything but it's just and anyway and so I don't even remember what else there were other factors going on that were also just kind of making me have a shit time yeah and I, I remember but and like at least it's like you, you know what you got to stand four feet away from Louis CK mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you watched all this shit and it was amazing and yeah. you like and then as if anyone gives a shit about my dumb four minutes no one you didn't no one even remember like Louis did 30 minutes they don't but but but, but what I'm hearing here is that you do and that's good because right. that yeah. should motivate you to have uh, oh, yeah. uh, the next four minutes you do to be amazing yeah, well, you yeah. didn't have the strongest set I've seen you have, but you didn't have a bad set really yeah. either. Well, Me and Louis talked you know, about it afterwards, and thing, he thought yeah. you were pretty good. I'm <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying. Fortunately, it was not there. Mark Norman that. thought you sucked. Well, that, that guy, yeah. that fucking guy here. He's kind of an asshole. <laughs> no, I love that guy, but please um, don't talk about my friends that way. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> um, Jared, every time anyone mentions anyone famous, like gets it on the record, like a little suck up. Thing. I like I don't him. Know if you notice, I like, he's like, also, let me stop the conversation yeah, yeah. and let you know all those guys are so funny. They oh. are so funny. But also, yeah. I, every time that's I do, why you like I hanging do. out with me. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. We can go through my cell phone before we end this. Please, if you want. Yeah. And I'll tell you, good they're one. funny. Yeah, I'll he'll just masturbate to the numbers. <laughs> no, but I think that I really do like at a certain level of if a person is a professional comic they've been doing it a long time I don't even think I'm entitled to an opinion about whether they're funny or not that just yeah. seems I, or, and I sure. kind of feel like no one is well then stop saying it <laughs> no no but no I feel like I'm going against it you hear so many people fucking talking about Amy Schumer's not funny I was like oh, yeah. you're a fucking idiot right yeah, that is yeah. a that is a well, literally yeah. stupid you can not like someone have. but not yeah you don't have to pretend yeah. they're not funny well, and that's what I'm saying so I'm just so used to and really a lot of it will probably go away the longer I do comedy but I'm yeah. used to being a person Person who's a fan of comedy yeah. listening to like people that kind of like nah, that person didn't make me laugh that one time I listened to him they're well, not funny what this all comes down to is that comedy is just a subjective thing anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean maybe some people don't think Amy Schumer is funny no, they, they don't think she's funny but, but they don't have to acknowledge that she is either I mean it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. if you like who you like no, and but you get to a point where it's like no there's some objective features like she goes in front of strangers yeah. and she makes them laugh mm-hmm. enough 
that club owners and and yeah. other yeah. comics and all this kind of stuff. That's what I mean. Like it's not a fluke. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, I but I get it. I mean, look, some people don't like the the you know the certain music, and some people don't yeah. like certain actors, and true, some yeah, people yeah. don't like cheeseburgers. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Just, people. And some people don't like Mark Norman. Some people don't like Most Mark Norman. Are fucking wrong. I'm they're very that. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it's all just a matter of what you like, and and you could always sort of sniff out when a comic is saying something out of bitterness yeah mm. um, but when a regular person says it it's well who gives a shit you're you know right I mean? that, that, you know what then don't, don't listen know. to Amy Schumer yeah yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what what do you want from me um, but but to your I was just saying to the notion that you had a bad set I was also I saw Michael Good have a bad set and this, what's funny which to me, is rare because his last name is Good it's weird hello how did that happen no. I hate you both but here, lol yeah. no listen here's what's w- w- the, to hello. your point what's weird about <laughs> what's weird about it is that like it's it was just a bad environment. There's a, a lot of reasons that he had a bad set, and you could just see that look on his face. And I was thinking, like, we all do that to ourselves, yeah. not to other yeah. comics. For the most people, because my first thought was like, "Oh, you're funny. What do you give a fuck about?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. you know, you're funny. This isn't. That's not. Yeah, the, like, but it's like this that thing I mean, that Ryan it, says, yeah. where maybe it's important. Like I, I've had a couple of like sets that, and, and you know, it's not like they're bombing Jared likes to make fun of me because I say that I haven't bombed that many times I've had a lot of sets that were unsatisfying unsatisfying yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean that kind of thing and if I have How a many? set uh, give or take 18 okay um, that's not many <laughs> I don't know I just like to be keep no, consistent 18, with my 18 is a number that's I, you didn't I, make that up <laughs> let's work on let's work on your timing, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt like that was really good. I All felt right. like we'll take an improv class I, together. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do I even remember what? I, oh, yeah, just, you, but so that thing where like then even if I just have a set where I didn't kill the way I wanted to or whatever. Yeah. Um, then I have insomnia and you know and I beat myself up well, all night well, and I think through yeah. well and and I think and a lot of st- times it's like I'm learning lessons and thinking oh God well, I regressed in this way. Let me ask you something. When you get booked on a show and you're about to go up on stage, mm. do you expect to do well every time? That's interesting. Listen to that. I think, you know what? I had gotten to the place where I did. And then I've had this kind of like setback in the past. I don't know if it's a week or something like that, where I've had this like, uh, I've been um, not, I've been, I've been fearing yeah. more. Let's try this again, but this time only say yes or no. And I'm not doing this to like make fun of you or anything. Uh, when you are getting ready to do a set and you're booked on a show, do you expect to do well? Yes. Every time? I do. I know you're not talking to me, but I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm talking about No, I just, liter- yeah. I just literally like, it's, a, it's different because I, I was for a while and like I said, just in the past week, I've stopped She's saying it's having no that now. expectation. So it's, it's no It's now. been no for like a week. Or it's not that I expect to do badly, but it's this, I've had this like kind of like, yeah. I, ha- I lost that yes. Yeah. And so well, that's then, something where I realized... But what, one of the you're reasons, on the, that's the right path to take. Yeah, you one, should not hang expectations on yeah, any yeah. set that you're about to do, because what you do is you hold yourself to a standard. Yeah, this yeah. is why you beat yourself that's up if you don't do well. This is all just just psychology. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like therapy, you know. You know, same shit. Yeah. But but <laughs> but when you drop those expectations, mm-hmm. it makes it a whole lot easier to sit with your bomb if that happens, and it also allows for a nice little. 
surprise or a nice yeah. little sort of feeling of, 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 you know. You're saying that you think that you should go in with a sort of blank mind about about what you're going to do. Just go up and have a good time. But you, yeah. all, but but see, so there are hundreds of other comics who want to be in the position that you're yeah. in when you go up on a stage. Yeah. And there's a, probably thousands of people that just want to, you know, chill out and be entertained and hear a funny comic. But it, so so if you hang an expectation on that, other than let me go out and just do my best, yeah. just you know rely on your talent but you, let, if you have it then it won't be a problem but let's talk yeah. about that within some parameters because i was what i was gonna say as i think that the reason i can say yes really quickly is that i just when i'm on a show i just do material that works and i don't mm-hmm. deviate from it that much and I, I might try a little stuff you're more inclined and i think you have more, a little bit more experience and your style is more like leans itself more this way where you mm-hmm. You know, you're doing jokes and material you know, but you you get a little bit more conversational, yeah. a little bit more loose up there. Yeah, like if that goes badly, yeah. it's very scary. If, if you start bombing in the middle of, you know, riffing kind of stuff, yeah, yeah you don't have a... But you know what? That's the thing. I've That's part of this fear thing that I've had in the past week is that I've had a couple of shows or just the things where I just... I reverted back to being to having more of a set list mm-hmm. and uh, over the course of my tour I had basically gotten rid of the set list yeah. kind of knowing what I might start with and what I might end with or a few options of what I might end with um, but then otherwise you know being more much more Pat Dean about it is how I think of it because he once told me before he did his Empire taping he said something about because it was they they give you like eight or ten minutes for that, and so he said something like, "I asked him if he knew what his what he was going to do, and he said, oh, I never know what I'm going to say if I've only got like you know less than ten minutes.'" <laughs> he was yeah. like, "I'm fucking Pat Dean." <laughs> yeah, but no, and then if you watch him, what he does, and I was actually just thinking today that I wish that I had talked, we'd asked him about this kind of stuff, but we'll have him back on. Yeah. Um, if you watch what he does, he has all his, his jokes and bits, and he just seamlessly goes up there and just weaves them in and out of and, and it's just very conversational and you can and it, there's never the same order of what he does and it all just kind of flows and he's I mean I don't know how long and what method he used to get to that but it's and it's harder when you have longer bits to to do that exactly but I you know I just I hate having it where it's rigid like that mm-hmm. uh, and I'd gotten rid of that and then I have just kind of like in that it's when you're going up on stage it's easier to be like this is what I'm going to do and then I can get into this long safe bit that I know works and then just coast on home but when you do that you're not as present and well you but 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 I mean that's the challenge before you you know I mean you can be present I mean you if you you enjoy doing the material you enjoy doing then I I think it's like acting where I mean there's something script and then you you're not gonna not do that script but there's ways to be I mean not in any way to compare anybody here to this but like Ian McKellen isn't ad-libbing mm. but when he does he, one of his great roles you know one of his really great roles like Magneto or yeah. something some Ryan can I believe it's pronounced Magneto <laughs> thank you it's not but anyway no I'm just yeah. <laughs> Magneto. Uh, I don't know but I'm saying like that doesn't feel wooden or rigid or whatever and I think that that's you know it, it's funny too because I was going to say like I had when I first started doing stand-up I had certain ideas about like this is the kind of comic I want to be mm-hmm. and this is the kind of way I this is how it should be done yeah like that. everybody then, does that <laughs> absolutely and I'm not and 
sometimes I'm a little on the fence about like maybe I'm not being true to my vision because my vision's harder to make happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just now that I've started doing it, I'm more fascinated with certain other ways of doing it. So a good right. example is that I thought I was going to be Mr. Argument, Mr. Opinion. I'm going to do what George mm-hmm. Carlin does and be really ranty. Mm-hmm. And as I've started writing stuff, and it hasn't been like, oh, I gave up on that. It's just you try it's stuff. It's evolved. It, absolutely. And yeah. now I, I'm not even sure I want to be doing that. Right. And I think that it could be that you are able to go that direction in Later some years, yeah, when yeah, yeah. you whatever. But it's really hard to when you're starting out to get very political and ranty and still be funny. Again, if you had yeah, an yeah. audience who loved and trusted you yeah. and you you know had all the years of learning how to be yeah. really really funny behind you you can do that but, but what I'm saying is I don't even know about it yeah right no. but it's just tabled and yeah, that's yeah. and that's yeah, fine yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well I mean there's it's gonna be you know extreme plateauing as the more you do this stand-up thing I mean <laughs> they, they, they tell you peaks that and was valleys. gonna be the name of this this extreme podcast plateauing. extreme it's plateauing that's really funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> name that episode this. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah uh, we will well yes. but 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 i mean that's just part of it you know i mean your act is going to evolve as you evolve as a person i mean i think uh, you know um just hearing you both t- you know talk to me about your your acts uh you know having an act involves a lot of self-awareness like i said earlier like knowing who you are both on and off stage and what you can get away with and what audiences are looking at you know uh, just a small example you know uh there have been times where i've experimented with blue comedy going yeah. up and talking about fucking and sucking and <laughs> licking <laughs> and flicking you know i already hate it yeah exa- exactly <laughs> i no, don't but, but that's well, yeah you know, but there's some flicking. irony there <laughs> but but, but yeah, right. licking and flicking that's right but ariel's right i mean you know uh it, i can't pull that off it's yeah. not good every time i've done it and on the few occasions i've gotten laughs I, they were laughing at me they're mm-hmm. not laughing with me yeah and that has has a lot to do with who you are as a comedian just knowing having a voice you hear this all the time yeah, yeah. i'm look. i'm trying to find my voice my voice man it's out there what is my voice that is that's a very real thing because you have to have one you surely you feel a certain way about certain things yeah and if you're able to convey them through your jokes yeah. that's what will ultimately lead to a good act yeah i, I think i can't do angry on stage and I yeah. want to, yeah, because I feel that way a lot. Try it. I have. You ever hear the story of Lewis Black? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I'm familiar with. I mean, he wasn't now. doing that for until like way into his stand-up yeah. tenure. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Lewis Black. I mean, uh, this is just what I've heard, and mm-hmm. I probably an amalgamation of stories that I've heard from people, and yeah, also yeah. on podcasts and whatever. Lewis Black was in New York, and he was doing his thing, and he wasn't doing that twitchy, angry guy thing. Yeah, he was just going up and telling. Jokes, jokes in a club you know and then he started running a room somewhere in the west village i believe uh and there was one night i don't know what happened i don't know the context for this but it was after the show and there were just comedians hanging around and lewis had such a fucking fit he started he threw a chair across the room and he was lapsing into that angry guy yeah and he had never tapped into it before on yeah. stage but it was just coming out of him now yeah and and all the comics were sitting there like <laughs> <laughs> like trying not to fucking laugh at this guy yeah. yeah and then I think like after all that happened one of them went up to me and like dude you, you try to find a way to put that in your act because we were all trying not to laugh at you
you really hard. Yeah. yeah. And and that was the birth. I mean, he and when I say he had been doing comedy a while, I think he was already like maybe in that ten to twenty year range. Yeah. Nothing was happening for him. If you remember, Lewis Black didn't start getting big until the Daily Show in yeah. like yeah, mid to yeah, late nineties, yeah. and that yeah, because sudden, he had already found yeah, he that. He was already in his he had a comedy like 40s Central or something. Presents that was really big too. Yeah. Like he, it was like Dane Cook had one that like really not yeah. everybody does, but some people do it, and it, it was a breakthrough. But but, yeah. but and, and and just to you know circle this yeah. you know around third and home heading home uh try it and if you're not comfortable doing it on stage then it's not you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i see it's not saying. you yeah, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. could be angry on stage maybe just not you know fucking spit out the sides of your mouth well, and, and, and rant and rave maybe that's not the anger you need i also think that there's a i need to get further along such that i'm comfortable generally and then i can feel because i'm still at that place where i mean i'm i'm able to write a decent joke and then get laughs and yeah. and but i'm not at the place where i'm okay with not doing well okay and so well, what i'm saying like so yeah, a lot you of gotta clear like, that hurdle dude totally i get it i get it what i'm saying is like if i go up and i do a thing and it's not working because it's not working because the construction's wrong or i'm doing it just slightly wrong it doesn't it's not gonna matter if i like feeling ranty on stage because honestly when i'm talking with my friends and it's not in a comedy context that i'm more inclined to go into some ranty analysis than I am mm -hmm. into like let me do a bit or I'm gonna do an act out because this is how we goof yeah. off or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that but if it's not working on stage I won't be comfortable well, I mean, the stage is a different place I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you know it's 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 conversational but you're still doing a, you're still giving a performance yeah yeah absolutely totally. well, maybe if you it's you know real right maybe if you uh, established you know uh, boundaries and parameters yeah. for where your comedy can go that'll help you hone that 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 aspect that angle of it I have a uh if I can change the subject a little bit. Well, I prefer I wanted, you didn't. No, no, it's not. not I'm joking. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's something I wanted to ask you anyway, just because you did comedy so long in New York. Yeah. Do you, are you uh, in a place where you feel like you can tell the difference between audiences in a certain way? Mm -hmm. That And what's the difference between Texas audiences or uh, maybe Austin audiences yeah, yeah. and New York audiences? Because that's something we can't, I haven't thought a lot about because I'm, I've only done it in one place. Listen, listen. I don't want to bash the Austin scene. Please do. But it's an incubating scene. Yeah. It's a scene you, you stay in to get better and when you're, you're so fucking good, you leave. You yeah. got to go. All yeah. right. If you stay in Austin your whole life, you're going to be in front of crowds who are way more forgiving, who mm -hmm. are way more willing. You know, I, I don't know what the reason behind that is. Maybe because there aren't as many options as there are in a city in L.A. and New York. I honestly don't know. Yeah. I don't want to say the wrong thing here, but Austin audiences, they're fucking rooting for you. You know, sure. you're not going to get that in New York. Yeah, yeah. All right. You want to know the difference? Here's the difference between L.A. and New York. Um, in L.A., they want to be entertained. In New York, they want to be impressed. All right. Nice. So if you're in New York, go up and fucking show them something that they don't see coming. Because New Yorkers, whether they're from there or not, the crowds, they're fucking smart. Well, and they'll fucking sniff out a fraud quicker than you could fucking sniff out a fart in a car. But Martin was saying some of that works to your advantage. Because he was saying the fact that New York has this sort of Martin like... Urbano. Martin Urbano. Martin yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's very funny. I don't want anybody to think... Mm -hmm. I don't think he's funny. He's uh, funny. Jared, the guy likes you. Relax. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> he, what I'm saying... Uh, he, he was saying that like, there were 
a lot of jokes he does that have a meta quality that require yeah. or at least help that you have some idea about the conventions of stand-up comedy and he was saying he would do some of those jokes here and they would work like a third of the time mm-hmm. right and he would do it in, he's doing them in New York and he's like they work every time now do they crush not necessarily but the point is is that the audience immediately had the frame of reference yeah well they okay, yeah, well, look, they, that, they understand comedy yeah, yeah. And, right know. well I mean that look that's Martin yeah yeah okay I mean I don't you no, know I'm, I, yeah. I, I ju- I'm just saying in some sense I wonder if oh. there's a kind of their advantages to that kind of yeah you know w- they need to be impressed but it, they also know comedy and also having smarter audiences can be a lot of fun well it's I mean not, and yeah. not just smarter but like there's a certain kind of like worldliness and there, there are references that they aren't going to miss and stuff well and I think it's I don't mean to cut you off I'm sorry no, that's okay um, it, I you prefer know, you too. Right, right, right you said that before the show it's really <laughs> weird uh, but 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 uh, uh, fuck what was I going to say it's more than the fact that New York audience is no comedy. It's that their worldview is a little broader as well. Right, yeah. and, and now I may be sounding a little pretentious. But no, it's a bit. But it. But it's mm. true. No, no I mean, I'm, I'm being serious though. Like New Yorkers, they you know in a, in a 48 hour time period, they could see more than some people see in six months of their fucking sure, life. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's going to inform the way they approach life on a day to day basis. So naturally, if they go see a comedian and you go up there and you tell a joke about how eating pussy is like opening a bank fucking statement, <laughs> uh, you're gonna fail. All yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. everyone's gonna be like. Like the fuck you talking about? Get the hell out of here! Do you, can I ask? Do you think they are Shaved self-deprecating? Tongue. I don't. What's that? Do you again? feel like uh, New Yorkers are self-deprecating and self-aware too? Uh, self-deprecating? What do you mean? Like the comics or what people? I was, or so I, I could be wrong about Texas, but yeah. and I'm gonna shit on it a little bit. Yeah, it's the least. Uh, they seem the least prepared to have people not say something insulting about Texas, mm-hmm. even in a comedy context. Yeah. I like when I talk to people from Texas, especially if they've never been in a, anywhere else. They think they don't know that we don't. We're not all big fans mm-hmm. or whatever. And I've done a lot of stuff where it kind of. You know, I've had I have a few things where I've gotten them to laugh. Like I yeah. mentioned, that there's no cowboys in Texas. Look, in look, if, if, if everybody's there in, are actually cowboys in Texas. Yeah, so. Dallas. No, 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 they're no. in Dallas. Uh, Jared. It's a football team. <laughs> really Come on. No, there are cowboys. I know in, you're like, gay, but there it's football. are cowboys in West Texas. Yeah. and then there are yeah. guys in Dallas and Houston that dress up sure. like fucking cowboys. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> well, but I'm saying there's a huge stretch of Texas yeah. that there are cowboys. No, but look, so look, I know, Colorado, and I know what you're, I know what you're asking and what you're explaining. And if everybody's in on the joke. Yeah. yeah, it's funny, but if you're just yeah. going to go up, if I just went up at a show in Austin and, I, and I'm just like, why the fuck do you all like queso? It's just <laughs> fucking cheese sauce, you yeah. retards. Everyone's going to be like, get the fuck off stage. We I'm like, going to laugh. Well, you'll laugh, yeah, but, but everybody else will be like, fuck you, we like queso. Yeah, What's yeah, wrong yeah. with Who brought this guy? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's funny because it's such a wrong opinion that you're obviously joking. But, yeah. but case in point, you know? Yeah. But 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 like if, if I went up on, on stage in Austin and I'd be like, hey, are we all keeping it weird or what? You yeah. know, like I wouldn't deliver it like yeah. that. But, but if everybody's in on the joke, then yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, in New Yorkers too. It's like don't yeah. go up and bash the city. But yeah, look, I can't tell you how many times when I was in New York and a new comic would come, and it's like they they moved to New York with all of their awesome material that they mm-hmm. developed in fucking Cincinnati or something. Yeah. And then and then there's always a point where I know New York is starting to have an impact on them, and it's the, always their first homeless joke. Mm. Whenever the, like, or or it's always there. I was on the train and I saw something weird, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, New yeah. York's crazy, right? And everybody's some, just staring at them. Some like, people have a good one though. Greg some Giraldo, people do. Greg Giraldo. Yeah. 
people had a look, really some good people one, can but yeah. make it work, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but I, for I the most part, saying. you know, for the most part, it's pandering. But if, if you could find something about the city that everybody's in on the joke, and same thing with Austin, same thing with LA, I would imagine if you could find it. I mean, yeah. fuck, some that musical just won all those awards because it's an inside joke about how shitty LA is. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, then <laughs> you, you can make that work certainly. Yeah, I think a lot of times. Is that what you want to do? You just want to move to New York and roast it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, that it's, it's not, there's something about like because when you're in a or the Statue of Liberty, is such a whore, huh? When you well, no, but here's the thing: like, it's not like what is weird about Texas. I don't even think Texas knows much about Texas in a weird way because I don't know much about the rest of the country. And yeah. so what I was saying, it's not so much like fuck this place. It's like oh, you know, this stuff is like weird mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. because that's my. I think everybody comics are just inclined to sort of be like this is an incongruity. This is a weird thing this is an irony to bring attention to yeah and like so for instance i've been trying to make this bit work and i think structurally it's okay yeah you got uh, run material on me now what's it no not at all but the, here's the <laughs> but the principle is like if what you I like texas and you like austin yeah those are different things okay. and you can like them both but you, they're you should, not right. you know what i mean yeah. right. that's the the conceit and i just see fa- like no this is we're all yeah. kombucha drinking cowboys what are you talking about right, that's right. what we are you know what I'm saying that's kind um, of funny actually it, I think like it you, is yeah but, you did a show in Houston and you were like well I just came from Austin it's fucking raining kale like, yeah, I, bet yeah. That, I bet that would destroy yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> well I think a lot of times when I hear people make uh, Texas jokes it's just kind of like easy things about oh the education system or whatever yeah, and, 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 and honestly there are so so I get tired of things that are cliches um, and that the Absolutely. idea of ju- you know what I mean making dumb jokes but also you know I hate a bad premise and there's a whole thing about immigration in lower parts of Texas yeah. that are bringing down the education scores it's not really a real metric this whole thing yeah. about the low education like the 48th no, or whatever but you know, yeah. uh, away from that you got next to Texas Louisiana yeah some, era, some mis- real problems no, no but what I'm saying is they're all like Texas is like 49, but we're right next to it's like 50 Mississippi? and then 47 yeah. and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I feel the same way, I'm sure, everywhere you are. Like, you know, sometimes I'll tell people I'm from Georgia, not so much in Texas, but in other places, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, amazed that I, right. I'm not a fucking idiot or, or right, something like right, that. Right, so, right. yeah, I people think People think that's in, like, really dumb stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Well, yeah. I mean, not for nothing. That's sort of, I mean, this this is now just as a guy from the Northeast. Sure, yeah, no, I that's think that's sort of the stigma yeah, attached to the absolutely. South. Right. Because, you know, it's not you two, obviously. And it's not most people that I know living in Austin because let's face it, this is the bubble. Yeah, yeah. You know the 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 Stone Age fucking ideologies that some people in the South still it's, you know abide it's, by it's are earned. very. It's very it's very humorous but alarming to a lot of people yeah. outside it's, it's of the earned. South. And so we attribute that sort of yeah uh, you know uh, that 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 belief system it's, to you it's guys. earned in that as well because i think there's a lot of anti-intellectualism in the south well yeah so it's not just being dumb because there's dumb fucks everywhere yeah and, and i think that's the other thing when when it comes to like people from the north and not so much in the north but like urban places or sure. whatever they they can be annoying because they can be stupid mm-hmm. but they don't know they're dumb yeah. right 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 you know if you have some dumb fuck from Alabama that never went to college yeah. Yeah. he's just gonna know he's dumb about so it, he's, yeah. well he may not he may be an asshole he but he's still right, like but still, I don't give a fuck about books at all right. but <laughs> you can have you can have a guy from like I don't know Pennsylvania or something like that who's also never read a book right. Right, right, but right. doesn't know he's a dumb fuck right. sure yeah. sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, we're I get all that. different look I 
you know, I moved down here, and I don't, I don't bash Austin or Texas. Uh, you know, contrary to what somebody commented on a Facebook post of mine recently, but <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. Uh, but anyway, that's another thing. Uh, no, I don't bash Austin or Texas because I know how I may come off being yeah. a guy from Brooklyn. People yeah, yeah. ask yeah. me where I'm from and I tell them and then it ends right there. And they always ask me, do you like Austin? I'm like, yeah, I fucking love Austin. There's a lot of things to love Queso. about this place too. <laughs> yeah. Listen, for the record, queso's delicious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who, why wouldn't you like Let cheese sauce? Let it never be said. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, who, what fucking asinine, unless you're lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm lactose not? intolerant I still love it. So yeah, I mean, I'll geez, pay. Uh, queso's the bomb. But I mean, uh, there are wait, things so about... Let, sorry, yeah, let's, no, let's I wanted to back. circle back to comedy a yeah, little bit. Let's bring it back, baby. Come on. Because you rest in peace, Bowie. Yeah, Sorry. you mentioned that this is you see it still cultural differences aside as a kind of incubator city. So for people that are in incubator cities doing comedy, people in Denver, people in Austin, people in places where you know they're supportive, not and LA and New York. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's your advice away from just like, hey, you don't know how good you have it? Not that's what you're saying, but I'm saying away from that. What what? How can you think about that? Is there any way to help yourself not be complacent, or is it just like, hey, eventually you're gonna have to like go to a place and uh, you, get you, beat up? You will you will know when you've hit your ceiling in your incubating city. Mm -hmm. All right, let's use Martin as another example. Okay, Martin at the very most would stay in Austin and win FP. Yeah, yeah. And then what? You know, that's it. You know, you could stay in Austin and work, you know, uh, Bob, have, Bob not, does, not no, Jay does. Austin, no, they don't. They don't well, stay they have in, to, to have yeah. tour and stuff. Right. So they, to but, your point, I'm right, saying they to get your point, they, they have to go a lot of other places right, to work. Right. right. I'm saying that yeah. is also an option if you want it. Yeah. But if you, if you want to, you know, if you, if you're looking to challenge yourself yeah. and you're looking to rise above your, if you're looking to set goals and, and achieve them and I'm not taking anything away from people that don't move to New York or LA. Yeah. But if that is in your plan, stay where you are until you know that you can go there and kick some ass. Yeah, yeah. And when you know that you can go there and kick some ass, go there and wait about two years and just go to Mike's and do those horrible bar shows and just yeah. and then you just wait. You wait. You don't complain. You don't get bitter. You don't get angry. Yeah. You don't compare yourself to anybody. You like I said earlier. You make it about your act. You keep. You go to New York and you keep writing. You keep. You keep doing everything you can to be a strong comic. I love hearing this because it sounds like it's like you're telling it. We're going to another country yeah. and it's like just you go. You do your work. Don't like look at anybody. Country. That's it. Maybe they'll stab you there. You need. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Keep your wallet on you at all times. Yeah. 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 But that's really what these incubating cities are for. Let me tell you, living in New York, I've seen so many groups of comics come to us to New York together. Yeah, I'll go through. You want me to go through them for you? Uh, yeah, I saw from Chicago. I saw Kumail. I saw Pete Holmes was there first. I yeah, met yeah. him. At, he was already there. He's making his bones. But all at once, uh, Kumail came over, and then Jared Logan, and then the guys in Team Submarine, and then T.J. Miller was oh, in and God, out. All those guys came over. Boom! They fucking made it from. Seattle, you had Rory Scovel, Andy Haynes, yeah. this guy named Daniel Carroll. They all ran something out in Seattle called, I think, like Communist Comedy with with a K. It was very, you know, was very, sure. they just created something in Seattle and and they fucking brought excelled. it out. Yeah, they they succeeded. Can, can I ask you something? Then they came to New York from New Orleans. Uh, you know, Sean Patton, Norman, this guy named Neil 
Stassi, very funny writer. Zach Sims out in L.A. right now. Yeah. Boom. Those guys. You know, it. it, it it's. But well, you, you come to New York when you when you know you can hit the ground running. Yeah. And eventually do something there. But what if a say a fellow was mm-hmm. looking? Don't even get me started on Boston. <laughs> no. Well, I want to hear that. But yeah. but uh, but let's say I mean because my plan is not that mm-hmm. right. But mo- most of my reason to go to New York is more I want to go to fucking New York because I've been here forever and I want to move. And yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense to move somewhere else, but I just don't want to stay in Austin for another five or six years. Okay, well, that's something different. But what I'm, what I'm asking yeah. you, I mean, can you develop there? Can you go there and like... You can get better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what I'm, you know, I think for a lot of people, and you're not the first person to say this, is, is the idea like, look, if you're not going to be an amazing talent when you go there yeah. then you're going to fail miserably well some some people do yeah because I'm not expecting to go and then be a hit I want to go there and develop yeah you know, some, as a, you know okay yeah, I mean look that option is there too it's yeah. just going to take you longer yeah, yeah, yeah you know because every comic in the fucking world seems to be in New York yeah 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 so you just you know figure that out yeah. um, you know and, and things don't happen for you as quickly as they would in Austin yeah, yeah yeah you know like I was in Austin for about four or five months and I was getting booked on shit already and I was just like whoa yeah 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 and you know and, and it was an it, it, you know, it was an accumulation of things I had a good set at FP was doing well at the mics was being friendly to people staying out of the rumor mill but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're not going to go down that road. But uh, you know, it's not that it's not the case in New York. If yeah. you want to go there to develop, yeah. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get beat up a little bit. And yeah. you know, to Mike Lawrence's credit, yeah, he he moved to New York. He didn't have a lot of heat behind him, and he didn't he have the act that he ended up having. Yeah. But I think there was something ticking inside of him that he knew, like you know, stuff ticking in me. Right, right, right. <laughs> if you if you go to a city like New York and you notice why something isn't working and you really, really become a student of the of the of the of the game, mm-hmm. then yeah, I mean, it could happen for you. My my advice, which I guess is the point of the podcast, yeah. is to go there when you're fucking good and ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know the likelihood of failure is a little bit higher if you go there without a that solid kind of five minutes. Well, see, I always wonder what is what is that? What is failure? Oh, that's, again, a subjective thing. Yeah. A lot of people would say, I didn't fail. And in my eyes, I did. Yeah. But that's why what I stopped. I'm saying, but what I mean is that, like, I've always thought, like, why, why not go and then come back? You could do that, too. Yeah, yeah. You could also go to Boston. Yeah. Oh, tell us about Boston. You had, you had strong... Well, I mean, I was only kind of joking, but Boston, you know, Boston is a great fucking city for comedy. Yeah. Still? So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boston, I believe it. You just don't hear about it. Boston will, f- Boston will beat the shit out of you the same way New York does, but with a little bit more margin of error. I was say, it sounds like you just don't like Irish people. That's what's going on here. I mean, I don't, but, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with this. Uh, no, in all seriousness, Boston's a great city, and it's a great way to cut your teeth before going to New York. Interesting. Because it, it moves at a similar pace. The caliber of talent is similar. Yeah. Um, the opportunities are similar. It, Boston is, you know, maybe for lack of a better comparison, is probably a scaled-down New York. I mean, so many comics from Boston ended up coming to New York and like they were like we fuck, you fuck, we love them yeah <laughs> you know um, incidentally this is less to do with comedy but like is are New Yorkers nicer to Bostonians than vice versa I don't know because there was a you know like there's a really good documentary about the Boston comedy explosion in the 80s or whatever yeah uh, when stand up stood out but they were talking about how they were so they had such an underdog 
I mean, that was Van- 30 years ago. Yeah. No, but, yeah. Well, I still, I mean, when, when the fucking, like, I don't know, anytime there's a Yankees, like, Red Sox game or something like that, you still hear I don't hear think about the comics shit. care as yeah, much about any of that. I mean, if there's any animosity, I never felt it. Yeah, yeah. I know, like, not when, even, like, a healthy competition kind of thing. No, because there's no, no competition. Boston comics will just eventually move to New York. Yeah, That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, no, yeah. I never sensed that. I think the landscape is a little different now. I think there's a, you know, stand-up comedy is a, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a competition but it's also a fraternity yeah, yeah, yeah. you know do you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. it's like we're all we're all feisty we're all yeah, after yeah. some we're all you know competing you know with each other which is really not true we're just competing against ourselves yeah, yeah but yeah. at the same time it's like when you meet another comic it's like i know you i know what goes on inside you i know yeah, what you've yeah. been through i know what you go that's why like even the shittiest comics i mean just fucking be cool to them you know yeah, yeah, totally. they're just trying to do the same thing you're doing yeah and they're and they're made up of the same insecurities and self-hatred that you probably are too not I you realize, personally but you know what i mean no, of course. i realized this like three or four days ago where i had this thought uh is that like some of the reason i don't like certain comics has way more to do with just like how when your family or your close friend groups or, or colleagues whatever it's not it's, you're just spending so much fucking time with these people yeah it's way I think that generates more animosity than it is like I don't fucking like this guy well that's why you gotta bitterness. you gotta make some friends yeah. outside of comedy and you gotta yeah. no no absolutely you know. but I was just thinking like there's some if I met just in a completely non comedy context if I you know just saw somebody mm-hmm. like some of the everybody is comics they can't fucking stand if I saw these people at just like in the bank or something or like they worked with me at the grocery I probably wouldn't give a fuck mm. but yeah. I was thinking I've seen these people every night for longer than anybody oh, yeah. that yeah yeah, yeah. You but get, anyway, you I get sick of people but sure. what I was gonna say I think to your point a lot of that is it's much more of a fraternal kind of hatred in yeah. a weird way than a kind of like actually I fucking hate that person at like, an ideological I, level yeah. or something like that I mean I've got a few comics who I absolutely hate yeah. but that's because they they were fucking assholes to yeah, me yeah, yeah. like I'm yeah. not gonna f- yeah I'm not look, yeah, yeah, I get that there's yeah, no yeah. for rent sign on my mind yeah, like yeah, yeah. don't get the fuck out of there <laughs> you know, you're not gonna get in my head yeah, I, yeah. if you're gonna be a dick to me I'm gonna hate you well, we should probably wrap up, but yeah, I think we do have been, a, like three hours. I know we do have a, a last question that we we like to ask uh, comics. So I know you said you haven't been doing uh, as much writing lately, but yeah. um, the question is, what is like uh, uh, your favorite joke or one of your favorite jokes that you've written, and tell us a little bit about and, that. Yeah, and why is it? So yeah, most recently, um, you know, I, I have a joke about the Food Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way this came about, well, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an avid viewer. I love the fucking Food Network. Mm-hmm. But the th- weird thing about Food Network is that it started off as something with like cooking instruction, and then mm-hmm. it became like like just competition shows. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously those get ratings. You mm-hmm. know, obvi- you know, like that's just the state of television. Nobody wants to. Everybody, you could go on the internet and find a recipe. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to fucking watch the Food Network to learn how to cook. Anymore. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, the network had to fucking evolve and yeah. had to become a competition yeah. thing. Um, and I'm not going to tell a joke verbatim, but this is the gist of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm watching these shows on the Food Network, and it's all competition shows. And it's like, it occurred to me one day that this too is just television. You know, these are chefs, but they're being cast. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, not yeah. being hired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So so, so the, the, the joke, which reveals a glaring irony that otherwise would go unnoticed, and that usually makes for great comedy when you show an audience something they never thought of on their own, yeah. mm-hmm. but is right there for them to see. Yeah. The punchline of this joke 
is that if the Food Network wanted to have a competition show, they should have these fucking world-renowned chefs competing against the fucking Mexican guy they hire yeah. <laughs> in their fucking kitchen who, who really does all the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's the... And, and it's like... Yeah. And, and an audience hears that. would hears be a that. really funny show. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Espe- yeah, yeah especially it's, it's, that order. Yeah, it's my closer. Right, I mean, I, I've, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've closed with that. It's gotten applause breaks because it's just one of those things that, like, an yeah. audience member is sitting there and they're listening to it unfold and it's just like that makes so much fucking sense is that what you like about it by the way that it it does that it points out something that you totally. feel like that yeah 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 it, it takes this surface level idea and i i build to that punchline yeah, yeah. i mean I, I i you know part of the joke is i describe what's going on with the competition show it's mm-hmm. like it's like you know uh two guys are talking shit to each other it's like that's, that's uncalled for yeah. you guys are making a casserole yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fucking relax with the name calling yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah, but yeah. obviously they're directed to do that yeah. yeah um you know so it's like it's it's a slow slow build not necessarily slow but it's it's punched mm-hmm. until I reach that 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 major blockbuster observation and once i reveal that observation the whole crowd is sitting there and it's just like holy yeah like that you know like that right there never it never occurred (laughs) it didn't occur to me when i when i stumbled on it i was just like yeah why don't these motherfuckers you know compete against the guys who are running the kitchens when they're out here doing tv shows i will say i will say and then because that is a good you hear that bobby flay (laughs) i'm calling him out he listens to this about racist i will say people in kitchens are mean as shit oh yeah I worked in kitchens uh, yeah it's yeah. like it's, it's like yeah. I think they can't fight is there a rule uh, I've, heard I people, I've heard cooks usually well, you're, people you're, can't uh, fight at their jobs I don't yeah, know. You're, a, you're a server We've, I used to work in, yeah, yeah. in the back I was I in the back too. of the house I've done that oh, okay. too yeah, yeah, right. I've done well, both. well then yeah, you yeah, know yeah. We, yeah, fuck, yeah. we fucking hate the waiters no I know we fucking hate you but what I mean is no we fucking hate you I get it I'm hearing you I've heard cooks say to other cooks things that I think if you said that to a person you did not know they would just start beating the shit out of you like in a contentious way yeah yeah no it's just like they're like hey you piece of shit stop fucking doing that and do this and it's like, oh yeah, I should be doing it. Like it's yeah, just yeah, that's yeah. the lingua well, franca. Also on yeah. drugs. Yeah. Well, oh a, yeah, cocaine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's that. There's, it's yeah. a very high pressure environment. I mean, yeah. I worked in two kitchens, and the chef, the yeah. chef in one of them was a real fucking bastard. I want their dicks. Fucking generally slam speaking. his face on the fucking griddle. Like yeah, just yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. But I understand. Like his reputation is on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's and it's on the line in in fucking seven minutes or less. He's yeah. got to get yeah. this food out, and there's just too many moving parts yeah. for everything to happen perfectly. And every now and then it does. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then there's a night at the restaurant where everybody's like, "That was amazing. Let's all do a shot." Yeah. And like four in the morning. Like, let's go home. We have to be here at f- fucking five more <laughs> yeah. hours. But um, yeah. I mean, those are those are that's the kitchen environment. Well, see, I like that because yeah, here here you have your experience in kitchens that like winds up leading to that joke that you that you developed and then wrote like that. Right, right. Because right. you know sometimes you have jokes that just come to you out of nothing or whatever, yeah. and then mm. you, but, but I think the better jokes are the ones that you feel more personally. So. Yeah, and I think also there's a deeper meaning to everything. I yeah. mean, it's like you could write a you could write an obvious joke about why roller coasters or whatever, and you can write a joke about you know why uh, you know health insurance is so hard to come by. But there's always there's always something deeper. I mean, that's that's just the style that I develop for myself when I write. Like I try to tap into some sort of emotion or something going on underneath the fucking surface. Yeah, yeah, sure. That really exposes. You know, yeah. it's 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 that age old sort of you know your bully is a bully because he's insecure yeah it's like well this is this way because of something else yeah, yeah if you yeah. could find something if you could find the humor in that then everybody else might be able to also 
That's beautiful. That's very nice. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, thank thanks you for, for having me. Ryan. This was great. Yeah, I love you too. Aww. I say that on love the mic. Too. I love you yeah, too. Yeah, we, we tease. We, you know we, what? We don't say yeah. I love you enough. We josh each other. Yeah, I'm gonna edit this out, but I really. All right. Thanks, guys, for sticking with us, uh, blind tards. <laughs> uh, Is that? That's yeah. Yeah, it's got to be wrong. <laughs> that has to be. Not think about all the blind retarded people we're going to get complaints from. Uh, if we have any blind retarded listeners, please. Uh, I don't know if you can write in, like if you can use a computer. Um, but have your keeper Just send us have like your a keeper, finger paint. Send us uh, your opinion uh, via. Can you? Is this going to? Can we, how are we going to take mail? Well, tw- tweet at me at, at just open at your, tampon. open your front door and scream. And <laughs> no, we'll I would like the mail from, I would like a retarded person's mom to send us hate mail. <laughs> uh, yeah. You'd think they'd be exhausted. What with doing all that difficult parenting? Yeah. They probably don't have time. You're right. Mm-mm. Anyway, but we hope you enjoyed Ryan Gurian. Yeah. I know I did. Me too. We don't really speak anymore, but it's good to. Get this out here, you know, just in, in memoriam, uh, Ryan Gurian, yeah. uh, RIP. Yeah, fuck that guy. Okay, well, I thought we were gonna, you know what? Fine. <laughs> he didn't say his Twitter. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's not too late. You can just piece it together, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 Wait. What is? Oh, oh. Yeah, you gotta beep, look it up. Beep. I did look it up. Okay. It well, was you're beep, gonna beep, say it. You're Ryan. the Hold plug on. person. Um. Okay. And if you want to send. Ryan, any hate tweets? That's at beep beep. It's Ryan. And then us. If that helps. If no, us. but I we I said me. I did, we forgot to say you. You didn't say at poop. Because I, I said yes, I did. Because I did? said send me your. Oh uh, yeah, we forgot me. So well, you're going to do ha- it. No, you're doing it because you clap. Okay, we'll see if he's able to do this. You clap and you do it. What is it though? Just Jared McCorkle. Yeah, just me. Just my name. And follow Jared. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know if you don't want this no do it do it it's just funny <laughs> see it's harder than hold you on, thought hold on just this cord is and you can follow Jared uh, at at Jared McCorkle if you can figure out how to spell his name you know it's J-E-R-E-D-M-C-C-O-R-K-L-E International.